Good day, good folks. You are listening to Talk That Keeps You Woke. And with your awakening, we hope that you will take in the information and knowledge we provide. So make sure you like and subscribe while you hop on this ride as we inform, persuade, entertain, and engage in discussion. Welcome to Potlicker Podcast, which is knowledge to feed your soul. I may go one half of Potlicker. I go by Dr. A, the inquisitive one. A great debater, Mr. Slow Talker, a rhetorician, and an all-around nice guy, and a member of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. The other half of Potlicker is my homie, my dear friend for more than 30 years, Kim Parker Jackson Esquire, the legal one, Mrs. Creativity, never obnoxious, the gifted one, a terrific lady, and a member of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. Well, welcome back. Welcome back uh, to all our listeners and viewers. Uh, we had some family emergencies to deal with and um, some trips out of town. So uh, we're glad that you're, you're back in the saddle with us. And let me start by wishing my partner a hello and ask her what has been going on over these few weeks. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to everyone. I am well. My week was good. Life be life and and I'm glad I'm still here. Just glad to be in the land of the living. But, you know, I'm going to push through. How okay. about you, Dr. A? Well, the semester's over. I'm back in the gym. Well, I've been back in the gym, but now i'm in the gym six days a week um and you know trying to get over the soreness and uh you know i'll tell you more about that pilates class but it's good to be back and those who always listen to us know we start our show off with a wow words all right, so we're going back to Brother Malcolm X. If you have no critics, you'll likely have no success. Basically, if you try to walk through your life perfect or trying not to do things or you're not doing things because you're worried about what others are going to say, you'll be stagnant and you won't move. So you just have to put things out there and, you know, take, take what comes with it. You know, um, I always think constructive criticism, even sometimes harsh criticism, is something that can help you uh, get better and do better. Um, sometimes I know it's tough for people to hear, um, but when someone's critical of you or a lot of people are critical of you, do a self-assessment and see how you can work things out with that. What say you? When I first read this quote, you know what I thought? No, what you think? <laughs> Haters gonna hate. Haters gonna hate. And if you're doing something worthwhile, you're gonna have haters. If you're not doing anything worthwhile, you won't have any critics. And it also reminded me of, you've heard that saying where people say, those that can do, 
and those that can't teach. I disagree with that, but that's what they say. I think the same can apply here. Those who can do and those who can't criticize. See, I, I'm not going to take it that far because I don't think every criticism is a bad criticism. Sometimes when people critique you, um, they're critiquing you to get better. They're not That's true. They're not hating on you or anything like that. Um, and sometimes, like, you know, we listen to, well, Kevin ain't on it anymore, the Plastic Cup Boys, and he would give them you know, criticism. Sometimes they would take it. Sometimes they would fire back. Sometimes I tell people because I'm a critical scholar. Sometimes you just need to listen to the message. You know, um, when you strive to be perfect, that's when you're going to run into trouble because who are you trying to be perfect for? You know, um, is it just yourself? There's nothing wrong with constructive criticism. We give our kids constructive criticism you know uh, we give our loved ones constructive criticism and i think we should be able to roll with those punches sometimes it's hate you know yeah i mean to me the word critic implies uh, it has a negative uh connotation to me yeah but i teach constructive uh, critical thinking it's not negative all the time uh, when you critique something and you're being critical, you can give praises too. Um, when you're being critical of something, it's not always the negative. Um, uh, but yeah, I I like this um, by Malcolm um, because, like I said, I appreciate criticism because I think it only makes me better. Any hate that they're throwing at you, you really don't have to pay attention to that because if it's hate, it's usually not constructive criticism. That's true. Yeah. So and, and and constructive criticism is only going to make you better and you know propel you to have success. So I yeah, I I, I see it both ways. Okay. So before we get into what's going uh what's going on, we first Okay, so today our product that we're plugging is C4. Let me hold it up so they can. That looks potent. Oh, this is a, I'm like, why the cherry crane ain't working? It's C, C4. It's a pre-workout drink. Um, it's Just very two different good. flavors. Yeah, this one here is the uh, orange cream. Remember you used to get? Cream, yeah. Yeah, the cream, cream soda. Yeah, the cream sickle. This, it tastes exactly like that. Oh, like the ice cream. Like the ice cream okay, with the vanilla yeah. in the middle, right? Okay. Yeah. And then this is uh, cherry. Um, it gives you good energy, a little workout. I'm trying to like wean myself off of it and then go back on, like try to do every other week. <clears throat> um, but yeah. What's in it? What are the ingredients that give you the energy? Oh, you got me trying to figure out. Is it caffeine? Yeah, there's definitely caffeine in there. Um, is, what about the sugar content? We always got to watch it. The sugar content out. is zero. 
Oh, good. Okay. But there's probably replacement. So like there's potassium, uh, nicene, and vitamin B12. Um, that's basically it in, in this drink. Um, they put a little flavor in there to give it the flavor. But, yeah, I also have the powder, too. Um, the powder is even more like you get a, like, tingly feel after you drink this in your body. <laughs> like, you know, like not stings. I can't say it. It's like little pricks that they it, you feel inside your body, like a little itch in your hands and things of that nature. That's just letting you know that. You know, it's uh, what's what's it is doing, what it is doing to your body. Excuse me. So, so it's yeah. working. That means it's working. It, it means it's working. Yeah, <laughs> it definitely means that. Um, and let us move on. Okay. What is going on since we left? Let's start with the big news. I guess this is big news, or it was big news. Is Diddy in trouble? His former um, partner filed a lawsuit against him. He want, She was claiming she wanted like $30 million. Mm -hmm. um, but I think, you know, the rumor is that she settled for an eight figure settlement okay so that's I don't at know least how much 10 million it. yeah that's that's the rumor there's no proof of that mm -hmm. uh of what she what she received on the back end um but he settled but, it quickly boy it was yeah i mean because i think that the allegations that are out there um her name is cassie her real name is cassandra ventura um they've been they were together since she was 19 she claims that he controls her supplied her with drugs made her have um sexual relationships with male prostitutes while he watched and and did his thing or took or videos and so this went on for a decade she claimed he claimed she was beaten and she claimed he came over to her house and raped her. Um, through his attorney, he vehemently denies all of the allegations against him. So uh, until until two more women came forward a week later. But he's still denying the allegations. But you know what it reminds me of? Bill Cosby. And I mean, it just does in terms of where there's smoke, there's fire. And I, I kind of knew like when this first came out, the first thing I said was people are going to start coming out of the woodwork and this is just the beginning. And sure enough, other people are starting to come forward, making the same sort of allegations, although he denies it, it still does not bode well for him even if in the end he is found um to be innocent of these allegations it just is going to sully his reputation don't you think and as it already has like people have already started to 
disassociate with him because of it. And they're saying like 18 companies. Different or, corporations, yeah, disassociate yeah. himself. Like, in these situations, it's very hard to, like, I don't try to pick a side because we don't know what's true and we, we don't know what's not true. Um, right. And so, yeah, of course, when Cassie did it, I don't want to call them copycats, but there are people that's going to follow up because he paid out. And if, if, if Puffy did all these things to these different women, then he should get in trouble and, you know, he should be um, prosecuted to the extent of the law. Um, if these are fabrications, that's also horrible. Um, but usually it lies somewhere in between um, their story and his story. I suspect that he will try to settle all of these claims because just as you stated, like we don't know what the facts are. We just know what people have alleged. And so if there is an actual case a lawsuit filed where there's a trial all the facts will come out and i think that is something that he would want to avoid i don't know i i would say like they need damning um evidence i guess damaging evidence and then it seems like it's hard unless you have video or something um because i don't know like it's just difficult and it's a horrible situation i'm gonna leave it like that because i don't want it to seem like i'm taking someone's side i'm not i think this is a, a horrible look for him um i wish him the best um with these procedures um but if he, if he did any of these things, then, you know, whatever's coming to him is should come to him. But you, you, you mentioned that you think more women came out because they're looking for a quick payday because they saw that Cassie got a quick, quick settlement. However, I don't know if they're looking for a quick payday, but they, they, what I'm saying is, there's there's a possibility that they can receive um money uh like you said if he decides to settle cases right but sometimes i think this happens when people feel a lot of times in these situations they feel powerless and they feel like there's no way i'm going to be able to get any type of justice against an industry like the music industry that's so powerful against a very powerful powerful person within the music industry and then when they see that one person had enough courage to come forward and disclose this information because you have to you have to imagine that it is very difficult to disclose these personal details about something that you went through and and knowing that it's going to be 
it's going to be disclosed to the public and people are going to know your private business that you may not be very proud of that you <laughs> that you endured. And so when one person has enough courage to come out, sometimes that gives other people the courage to finally come out as well to see, oh, if this person could muster up enough courage to come forward and disclose these details, then maybe I can do, now I feel empowered to do the same thing. So that could be what's happening here. Again, we don't know because we don't know what the facts are, but we've all heard stories about and rumors about these kinds of things that happen in the, in the music industry and in the film industry, the casting couch and those kinds of things. So it makes it not a huge leap to, un, to believe these women when they come forward and say, this is what happened. And you said there may not be enough evidence, like people may not have videos and stuff like that. However, testimony is evidence in a court of law. When you are on a witness stand and you have vowed on a, on a Bible to tell the truth, if the jury believes you, that's evidence. And these people have dates, they have People yeah, who but were in the room, they have details, look, and look, it's believable. Look, look, look. Like I said, I, I'm not saying that, and I agree with you that when one person comes out, another it, it encourages others to come out. What I'm mm -hmm. saying is when we have situations like this, um, sometimes things are interpreted differently. Um, what, what do you mean? What what you what you, what you perceive to be a consensual sexual thing can turn out to be non consensual. Mm -hmm. That's true. So, um, but you know, I the one thing I will say that I was a little bit surprised about is that he Diddy has three daughters. And I just thought about how he may feel about his daughters hearing this, these allegations of, about him. It's got to be very painful for him and for his daughters because he seems to be a doting father and he seems to like really um, I, I, I have to say spoil. He seems to like really spoil his girls and he showers them with all kinds of gifts and attention and, and what appears to be, you know, they, they, they appear to have a very loving relationship. So for him to be accused of abusing women in this way is, I don't know. I don't even know what the word is. It's just, Surprising, shocking to me. So, mm. so we'll follow this story definitely and see where it takes us. And let us move on. Okay. Another gentleman having follow problems is Draymond Green. What is the NBA going to do with Draymond? He was indefinitely suspended. Um, 
because of his punch to the face of I think his name is Yusef Jokic uh, from the Phoenix Suns. Mm-hmm. Um, it's I don't know. As a basketball fan, I'm tired of Draymond's antics. I really am. It's not basketball. You stepping on somebody, you choking on somebody, you kicking somebody, and, and I never like that. And to me, I would file a suit against the NBA if I was some of these players. Because I, I think I think the NBA I think the NBA has enabled Draymond Green. So you think the NBA should be protecting the players against other players? It's player safety. What Draymond is doing, he didn't have to choke Rudy Gobert, and then he didn't even apologize for it. He could have just got his teammate away from it, but he feels that he had the right to go choke another human being, and he thinks it's okay, and he hasn't apologized for it. He think what he thinks what he did was fine, you know. Not to mention uh, the video that everybody saw of him punching Jordan Poole, and that was during a practice, right? Yeah. Um. Did was he ever reprimanded for that? Incident? Yeah, he was a little bit, but then they wound up getting rid of Jordan Poole and keeping Draymond Green. Right, and it appears that uh, Jordan Poole. Uh, has his play has declined since he left, right? I mean, that's what they said. He's not on the best team, so he's probably keyed on more. He wasn't he wasn't a one or two player, if you know what I mean, like the first or second option on the team. He was like the fourth option. So usually if he's left wide open, you know, he cannot take jump shots uncontested, and he was knocking them down. He was getting to the hole and things of that nature, but when you had Clay and um, Steph Curry on the team with Wiggins, you know, you you might be left open sometimes. So, But here's the dilemma. I think people actually can appreciate the passion and the intensity with which Draymond Green plays the game. That's B. However, however, it, it, it appears that he's now crossed the line between he's what is acceptable he's been and what is unacceptable. He's been crossed the line. But isn't that what everybody loves about Draymond Green? He's I don't a, love that about him. And the players you don't like fun. you don't like an aggressive no, um, I don't I don't like non-basketball plays. The kick to the nuts on Steven Adams, not a basketball play, right? The choking of Rudy Goldberg because it was a, a, a fight going on was not necessary. The stomping on um, Sabonis' chest, right? Not necessary. Okay, right? but let me ask you this. And then the punch to the face last Tuesday was not necessary. Okay. Would you say that Draymond Green is a fierce competitor? I think he's a competitor. Yeah. Okay. Do but, you say, would you say that he wants to win? Yeah. What does that mean? Everybody I out mean, there want to win. <laughs> I, I, but that's what I'm saying. I think, I think he, that's, that's 
that is the irony to me here because it's like, okay, he's a fierce competitor. He clearly wants to win. But if he's doing things like you called it antics, and I agree, these violent antics could potentially, and I think they are, hurting his team and hurting their chances of winning because if he gets pulled out of the game, let, let, let's throw that out the window. I care yeah. nothing about basketball right now at this. Guy. I know, but the point what that I'm, I'm trying to make, that's hurt. what I'm saying. It's more about player safety. Nobody okay, let me finish to... making my point. Go ahead. What I'm saying is, is that for someone who wants to win so badly, that's why he plays so hard. And that's why, you know, he is such a fierce competitor. He wants to win. So if he's doing things to basically sabotage himself, basically, because, again, he's hurting the team, which uh, in turn is going to hurt their chances of winning. To me, all of that equals he clearly, and this is what we all know, is that he clearly has a deep-seated problem and he clearly needs help. That's the that's the irony and the dilemma here. It's like, okay. I this don't even know about him clearly needing help. Sometimes people are just thugs and they're doing stuff on purpose. Right. Why so would now, you hurt I, your chances of winning? Why would you he, deliberately listen, do that? Listen, Unless Draymond, you listen, listen, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me say something. Draymond Green has four championships, period. Right. The, Golden State ain't going nowhere if he plays his best basketball. They're just not. They you don't talking have about the, this year? Yeah, they just don't have the pieces anymore. They're not playing. There's other things that's going wrong with their team. His fierce competitiveness has nothing to do with his antics. Nothing. You know, he's not. When he choked Rudy, he wasn't going for the ball. When he punched old boy in the face, he wasn't going for the ball. When he kicked Stephen Adams, he wasn't going for the ball. The, so the, he was doing this behavior when they were winning the championships. Yeah, he been doing so this. this. Is nothing right. Okay. Get, and then he gets technicals. He gets thrown out of games. Everything like. So you're not even going to give him that he's got emotional issues that he needs. I don't. To have? I'm saying I don't know if he has emotional issues. It's convenient You're to put that up. Now. He's a thug. Like uh, some people just I don't know about a thug. You know, <laughs> he ain't no criminal or anything like that, but he's a brutish player that thinks he can get away with a lot. I think that he is allowed more latitude on the floor than anybody. He can say a lot to the reps that other people can't say. That's not fair. I would tee his ass up boop, all the time. If he get in my face, I would get in his. Well, I, I think that's right. because he's he's a face, the face of the NBA. He's one of those players. He's not the face of the NBA. Well, not okay, not the face of the NBA, but he's one of the stars in the NBA. He's not. What do you he mean he's a, not? He ain't no superstar. He People just don't know Draymond Green. Everybody knows Draymond Green. People tune in to watch he, him play. They like no, to they see don't. him throw goals. No, they don't. And they, that's don't. Part. they don't tune in to watch him play. I don't care what you say. He is not the guy on okay. that team. He never, he's never, he's been an integral part of them. Well, and everybody maybe, knows but, the Steph Curry. All right, listen, may, maybe people do tune in to watch him. Let me take that back. Maybe he does have a following. You hear this guy off the court. He's the intellectual dude. So what you doing on the court, you think you can get away with and you think it's okay. He even said, like, I don't apologize for things I do, but he did 
uh, apologized to the guy on the Phoenix Suns because he said he didn't mean to punch him in the face. That looked like a wind up in a smack punch to me. So, like, hey, get him out of there. Yeah, I mean, there's no place for violence in any sport. Yeah. Make basketball plays, you know, and we'll appreciate you for that. Make basketball plays. That's that's just what I feel. Well, apparently he's going to be out for he's been suspended for three weeks and he's supposed to get some type of people are saying he's getting some type of counseling. Uh, I didn't hear that. The, huh, they, they, gave, they gave him three weeks. Yeah, they said he's reportedly out expect expected to miss at least at least three weeks. And um because this is an indefinite NBA suspension, but they said it's going to be for at least three weeks. And he's currently um, seeking counseling among other things, apparently. And they're saying that he played in just 15 games this season. He's been ejected from three of them and has received two suspensions from the NBA. And he's currently averaging 9.7 points and 5.5 rebounds. Hope, I, I hope this young man gets himself together. And let yeah. us move on. All right, we move on to the Georgia election workers who will receive $148 million from uh, Giuliani. Cha-ching. Who doesn't have <laughs> I know. That's what I say. You can't get blood from a stone. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> and I'm glad they won their defamation lawsuit, but yes, hopefully they get something. This was definitely the appropriate outcome here, but the judge, even- the judge was shocked by the amount though. Mm-hmm. Well, due to time, crime, you got to do the time. Do you, do you think the amount was out? Do you think the amount was outrageous? Nope. Nope, that's what you get because these women were subjected to death threats. Their lives were turned upside down. They can't move around like free people. They got to watch their backs. They can't even live in the homes that they called home for a number of years because of Rudy Giuliani. So you can't just go around saying anything and spewing lies about people that you have no proof of. And I, so and the, I do agree. I do agree with everything you're saying. But my question is, do you think that the hundred and forty eight million dollars was right? Yes. OK. So, they OK, this is the breakdown of. Go ahead. Yeah. So he's got to pay sixteen million one hundred and seventy one thousand to one of the. Uh, what do we call them? Not, I guess victim, you can be a victim of defamation um, to Freeman uh, for defamation, $16,998,000 to the other victim Moss for defamation, $20 million to each woman for emotional distress and 75 million total in punitive damages. Mm-hmm. And all of that equals up to the 148 million. And yeah, I mean, it is what it is. So I mean, good luck getting that money because they're not going to get that money. 
he's claiming to be broke. And he, of course, owes all these people money. He owes attorneys, his attorneys money. He owes a million dollars. $200,000 for their attorney. Yeah. $60,000 for old phone bills. So, but he, you know, and he put his apartment, his Manhattan apartment on the market, his three bedroom apartment is supposed to be on the market for $6 million. So maybe he'll get a piece of change from that. But I think these women should, and, and their attorneys are trying to get a final judgment entered so that they can start to, you know, do discovery and find out where he, he has other sources of money. Because, you know, these people, they think they slick. You can't trust them as far as you can throw them. Just like Donald Trump, they might he might have some gold bricks somewhere. He might have an offshore account. He might have a, some, you know, some international account somewhere. So I think they need to go ahead and do their due diligence and try to find out where these sources of money might be. I wouldn't stop until I got every penny. Because you can't just, it's, and then he's going to double down on it. Yeah, I get what you're saying, but to me, make it reasonable so they can be paid off. You know, well, he is twenty million dollars is a lot of money. Well, if they got twenty million dollars a piece, that's a lot of money. This is what he said, even after the verdict. He said, "I have no doubt that my comments were made and they were supportable, and they are supportable today." That's just fact. The court has concluded that you they're not supportable and that's why you are you know you were uh found what is the word in the civil case you were liable liable yeah liable for defamation and so this is just flat out arrogance and a lack of humility from rudy giuliani from not just acknowledging what he did and apologizing so he's just he's just preparing for his appeal and so I guess he has to have this position, you know, because of his appeal, the position that he didn't do anything wrong, but pay up, <laughs> pay up, got yeah. time to pay the Pied Piper. And let us move on. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard Disco Airlines Flight 78. Our captain tells us we'll be flying very high, but oxygen masks will not be necessary. All right, next story is about Baynard Rustin. Uh, if those of y'all who watched the Netflix um, movie about Rustin, it was real good. I thought it was uh, well done. Um, Coleman Domingo, I think his name is, mm-hmm. um, did a fabulous job pa- playing um, Baynard Rustin. For those of you who don't know, Baynard Rustin was the Take artist. the N out. It's Bayard. Bayard. Sorry. Or some people pronounce it Bayard. Bayard. So I'm not sure. Bayard. Yeah. Bayard Rustin is the architect of the March on Washington and other civil rights movements, too. So uh, what did you think of the movie? I thought it was well done. Um, It was, I think, produced by Barack and Michelle Obama's production company. Um, I was surprised. I did not know that Coleman Domingo had so much in common with Bayard Rustin in real life. 
Apparently, Domingo, what's his name? Coleman Domingo is a black, gay, tall, left-handed, and born in Pennsylvania, just like Bayard Rustin. Who knew? Isn't that something? That is. That but, is something. Um, I, what I liked about the movie is that it depicts an ordinary, flawed, complicated person that did some extraordinary things. And I think everyone can relate to that because we all have gifts, talents, and abilities, but we also have shortcomings, flaws, and imperfections. So I think it's good for us all to be reminded that we can still do great things regardless of our flaws and our shortcomings. That's what I like about, about this. Mm. How about you? I mean, I like the fact that they're giving him his just due because the only reason why they did not is because he was a homosexual. Um, mm -hmm. That's what they were trying to, you see them getting at him in the movie about his life choices and how that might impact the movement. Um, so back then it was that powerful where uh, it eliminated him from speaking and engaging the audience. Um, but he still was a great architect of one of the most, or uh, maybe the most celebrated um, protests of all time. Mm -hmm. The March on um, Washington. So, yeah. Um, those of you, if you get a chance, it's on Netflix. You should check it out. It's just simply titled his last name, Rustin. That's what it's called. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, with that being said. And let us move on. Okay, so what we like in today is our brand and faces, body, and soul. Those of you who are watching it on uh, YouTube can see the QR code, uh, faces, body, soul, jewelry, um, at faces, body, soul, jewelry is the Instagram. Check it out. Um, One of our loyal sponsors. Yes, it's a cut us. There's a lot of custom-made jewelry, um, as you can see. And I'll, you see her earrings, Felicia's earrings, on the picture. And we see that my partner is rocking the same ones. If she can come forward a little bit, stand up. There she goes. <laughs> right? Those are the Kente Cloth uh, renditions of the earrings. So check them out. And let us move on. All right. Let's try that one more time. And let us move on. Take two. Oops. 
black on black, black. Yeah. Hey. Okay, black, 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 black on black, black, my thoughts so black, black, black on black, my skin is so black, I'm rocking that black on black is black. So black. Well, all right. So today we want to highlight a product that was created by a black woman. Her name is Reese Colbert. She is the proprietor of Black Women Views on all social media platforms. And she is um, the host of the Reese Colbert show on Sirius XM channel 126. She's also a contributor on the Roland Martin show and the Clay Kane show, which is also on Sirius XM channel 126. So the name of her product is it's a game it's called am i the am i tripping party game so this is a party game that generates interesting conversations so when you're gathered together with your family with your friends and you just want to spark some interesting conversations you can play this party game so What you would do is hold the cards oh, up again. Can you see it? Okay, yeah. Am I tripping? Yes. And you can purchase the game on her website, amitrippinggame.com. And they sell, they're currently selling for $15.99 plus shipping costs. And I think this is um this is a fun game. You just draw a card and there's different ways to play it. And when you get the game, there's instructions to show you um, all the different ways that you can play it. You can play it in teams. You can play it with couples. You can play it with individuals. Um, um, so, yeah. And I guess we're going to do a few of what's, them. What's the price of the game? It's currently selling for $15.99 plus shipping. Okay. And it All just right. gives so you that's, yeah. go ahead. I was just gonna say it just uh you pull a card, it gives you like a specific scenario, and you have to basically just answer the question, am I tripping? Like okay, am I tripping or not? And let us move on. Here we go, yo, here we go, yo. So what's so what's so what's the scenario? Here we go, yo, here we go, yo. So, uh, so, uh, so, uh, the scenario. so we are going to do our scenarios and we are going to use them my tripping cards. Yes. So what we're going to do is we're going to randomly just draw out one of these cards. And we're going to play. Just and go we're ahead. Gonna play. Okay. Here we go. I'm just taking it right out of the middle. I don't know how many cards this is. This could be like 200 cards. Okay. I can't stop messing with my ex-husband. He tells me he wants to get back together, yet he is on baby number two with the woman he left me for. His actions don't match his words. But since I had him first and he still hasn't married his new baby mama, I believe he will come back to me. Am I tripping? Girl, you tripping. Why you say that? <laughs> 
You are tripping. This man it has... needs more facts, though. Like, no, you can't. No, you got to. No, can't. because we don't know if she married or not. Now we have to assume that she don't have a relationship. Okay, this is what we have to do. We have to just go by what is on the card. You can't make any assumptions. You can't add any information. So I'm going to assume if it doesn't say that she's now married, then she's not married. Okay. Don't be is trying she, to add sex. Uh, so this is a woman. She was married. She yeah. got divorced. Her ex-husband is has moved on with somebody else. And has even though he's deal. telling, even though he's telling his ex-wife that he wants to get back together with her, but he's on baby number two with his wait, wife. Wait, wait, wait! Did he say that? Let me read it. Yeah. I can't stop messing with my ex-husband. Right. He tells me he wants to get back together. Okay. Yet he is on baby number two with the woman he left me for. His actions don't match his words. But since I had him first and he still hasn't, oh, oh, I mean, I forgot this part. He still hasn't married his new baby mama. I believe he will come back to me. You read that. Okay, but I okay, so in this scenario, nobody's married. They're no longer she's no longer married to her ex-husband, and her ex-husband, although he moved on and had two babies with this new woman, he's not married to the new woman either. So yeah. some people would say, Oh, he's not married, like I'm not doing anything wrong, like he's still single. But I'm saying you wrong for that because number one, that's your ex-husband. Wait, 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 wait. We asked. When we say, am I tripping? That means you tripping. That don't mean you wrong or right. Yeah, it means you wrong. If no, you tripping, it doesn't. You mean, wrong. It just means you tripping. You misled. That's all. No, I think that... Tripping think, means you bugging out. You ain't thinking right. That's and what you that wrong. means. Oh, and therefore you're wrong. How are you going to be thinking right and be, how are you going to be thinking wrong well, and be how right? Is, how is she wrong if she gets back with her ex-husband? Because he has moved on. He's in a new relationship and you, you didn't want him. You, you divorced him. So now you're going to circle the block with somebody who's in a new, new relationship and move on. He's already circling the block with him, you know, second time, you know, it could be maturity that, you know, that it ha I, I would say you tripping because he got two kids by this woman. Right. So why would you want to do that to her? Right. That's you know? what I'm so saying. So that, that's when I mean that you're tripping, you know, but he's still giving her the goods and she seems like she's caught up into that. Right. That's know? what she um, said. I can't stop messing with him. Yeah. So. Yes, you can. First of all. <laughs> yes, you can. What you what you rolling your eyes for? My partner, my partner makes things so cut and dry. Like it's like, so yeah, you can do that. <laughs> ain't no, ain't no emotion involved with it or anything like that. You know, yeah, I think she tripping because of the the child situation. That's what I would say on that one. Yeah, you you tripping. She talking about I had them first. You know how juvenile that sound? I had them first. That's like you started it. Like when you get in a fight, I guess you're little, saying you if, if I'm if I'm tripping for trying to take him away from the the new girl, and I would say, yeah, you are. I mostly think you're tripping because you divorced the man. That means it wasn't working, and you yeah, moved plenty on. Plenty of people get married married more than once. They won't. I can see. Uh, um, okay, I think the problem that I have is that 
her ex-husband has moved on to a new relationship. I can see if he wasn't. wants her back. That's what she said. If you read that, he said that in the beginning. He wants to give back. That's what he keeps telling her. No, what she said. Exactly. That's the point. That's what he keeps telling her. Yet he's having babies with this new woman. So if you're telling me, that's why she said his actions don't match his word. You see what I'm saying? So you're going to tell me you want to get back with me, but you steady having babies with another woman. Yeah, he eerie. Don't you think I'm stupid? Actions speak louder than words. Yeah, but she don't mind it. She don't mind. She don't it. mind that he had two kids because he said I had them first. So she still, you know, want to get back with him. Because that's why she asked us, is she tripping? She thinks he coming. He is not coming back to you. He's just telling you whatever he needs to tell you to get the goods. Because he double dipping. I think she says she can't stop messing with him. Maybe it could just be familiarity, uh, you know. Um you know, I'll sex him because I'm familiar with him and, you know, I'll keep it safe that way. Or, you know, she could really, you know, be into the sex that he's providing. I don't know. Could be one of those things. But uh, let's move on to the next card. Okay. All right. Let's see what we have here. I'm going to the middle of the, to the middle back to the middle and see what we have here uh, <laughs> a scissor happy stylist has screwed me so now i let every stylist i go to know i need to approve how much of my hair they cut for a trim am i tripping no oh no that's not a, mm. that's not that's that's a show no you're not tripping next neck no but you gotta you have to acknowledge that there are some sometimes it's almost like when you go to a restaurant like you go to a steakhouse right some chefs are offended when you ask for a steak to be cooked well done like in other words some stylists may feel like i'm a professional i do not need you to tell me how much hair you need to have cut off. Like uh, yes, your you ends are damaged. It's, it's, it's your ends are damaged. You can you tell, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. You can say, look, ma'am, I can't complete this cut at this length and I will refuse to do it because it's going to come out sloppy and I don't do sloppy work. That's what you could tell them if you're the stylist. Now, back to the chef. I don't care what you like, chef. <laughs> I'm paying the $89 for the Wagyu beef. I want the beef like I want it. I don't care what you like. Make your own steak, right? Take your own photo of it. But bring my black steak out here. <laughs> <laughs> you wanted a piece of charcoal. <laughs> yeah, I like mine charred like I yeah. do. I like mine. I still like it juicy. People think when you get it well done, it's just dry, and that's not the case. It's still yeah, juicy. that's the case. Depending on the cut, yeah. Yeah, that's like mean, a fatty I don't, cut. I don't, that you know, I mean, you eat blood anyway, but you that blood all over the the, the plate, nah. If it's a lean cut, Doctor A, it's gonna be dry if it's well done. Now let's just be honest. I get the ribeye. So right with the marble fat yeah that yeah. fat gives it the juice and the you know 
the moistness of the meat. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> okay. So, okay. Here's another one. My friends asked me to host a Halloween party this year. And I agreed when I told them they needed to give me a hundred dollars each to cover the expenses. They accused me of being cheap and backed <laughs> back out of the party. I didn't think I should be the only one responsible for the cost just because it was supposed to be in my house. Am I tripping? No. We just had know. this conversation, you and I. Yeah, and I, I just that's that's that's, that's funny that we just had. What did we, we have it about? We had it about the, the oh right, the, the party I, I went to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, this is how I feel about. It. I feel like okay. I'm not, I'm not, if I'm hosting something at my house, I am not going to charge my family and friends no money for no party. I'm not doing that. But if you're anything, using it individually. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. What I'm saying though is that what I think is appropriate is a potluck. Now, if you're having a potluck and you say, okay, everybody brings something, but I'm not going to sit up here and charge my family and friends to come to my house. If I, if I volunteer to host a party, I'm not doing that. Read that no. again. My friends asked me to, and that's the other thing. She didn't volunteer. They asked her. To, okay. So I guess that makes that, a that, little bit that bold, That bodes for her. <laughs> My right, my friends asked me to host a Halloween party this year, and I agreed. When I told them they needed to give me a hundred dollars each to cover the expenses, they accused me of being cheap and backed out of the party. I didn't think I should be the only one responsible for the cost just because it was supposed to be at my house. Am I tripping? I don't think they're tripping at all to me. See, this is what I'm saying. It's like I understand what you're saying, but you're talking as an individual. So what I do is open my mind up to every individual. There's some people like, well, yeah, I can host the party, but I don't have the money to buy all this food. You don't know what's going on with me monthly right now. I might have kids in school that I'm paying for. I'm holding this stuff down by myself. You expecting me to host the party and pay for everything too? Come on. Okay. Here's, okay. Here, okay. I, I'm going to give you this. Okay. I will give you this. If the friends ask, ask, yeah, and then they say, for example, if I come to you and I say, Shanta, if I say, Doctor A, can you? We want you um, to host the party at your house, and we're going to give you a hundred dollars each because we don't want you to have to come out your pocket. That's different. I'm not, you're not asking for the money. We're saying here, take this money, go to Costco, go to da da da, da. You know, that's but different. How about, how about they I'm don't offer them? Ask them nobody. How about I'm if they don't ask. offer them? Hold on. How about, that's what I'm saying. Take yourself out of it. How, how about if they don't ask? If they don't if, offer if they, to they give They don't the volunteer the hundred dollars. Yeah. Uh, money for. So I say, Doctor A, have the, you should have the party at your house. We're gonna come to your house. Yeah, you say, exactly. And you say, okay. The, and no, they like the first thing I'm saying, y'all Negroes tipping in. <laughs> That's the first thing I'm gonna say. Because you, <sighs> you, you're speaking from a standpoint like I always got it. Well, yeah. she could have just. She could have. My thing is this, if you don't have it, just, she didn't have to agree. She said she agreed to have, they asked and she agreed. You could, you could say, if you ain't got it, you could say, no, nah, I can't do it. 
Why they can't help her? I don't get that. Like, just because it's I, just, her I don't health. know. It's something I just feel that it's inappropriate to ask to host somebody, have invite someone to your home and then charge the money. I would I just, agree. I would agree if you decided to have a party at your house. I wouldn't ask anybody to bring uh, I wouldn't charge them. Like you said, if anything, I would have a potluck. Yeah. Right. But if I didn't have a potluck and I'm inviting people to come out, then I'm going to have all the food. Right. Right. We usually do potluck. Like that's what we do. Yeah. Like, it makes it easy not on wine. everybody. Yeah, yeah. Not wine, but food. Bring something. Right. Right. Um. But, but- if, if, if you have the money, like if, you know, you got some, you know, fifty, seventy, eighty thousand dollars in the bank, and spending like forty-two hundred dollars on catering is okay with you. Then go ahead, you know. I just look costs, at it catering like costs, it, it costs a lot of money. And then how many people we having over for the party? If there's forty people over, are coming over forty to fifty people, that's a lot of mouths to feed. But this is like this is like inviting. This is like when you and Felicia get married. And y'all say, okay, we're going to have 100 guests and we're going to charge everybody $200 because that's how much the, the plates cost. Okay. At a at a wedding, that may be done for some weddings, not $200, okay. but that may be done at some places. Uh, I'm not going to say it isn't done. I never heard of it being done. But at the funeral, every we went to a restaurant and everybody paid. We, we didn't have money for the repast. But I, I think that's different because did everybody <laughs> didn't everybody agree to do that? Because y'all didn't have to do a repast. Yeah, we y'all didn't have we to go just out. told them it's gonna be at the restaurant. Yeah. Right. And they didn't them. have to come. No, they didn't have to come. <laughs> right. So if they came, that means okay, I'm expecting to pay for my meal. Like okay. that's different. Okay. I think that's different. That's just like a bunch of friends going out, you know, to a restaurant. You expect to pay for your, your food. Mm. So, yeah. So I think this is a fun game, you know. It just sparks. Yeah, we gotta. Yeah, we'll we'll do three cards every uh, episode. Okay, I gotta make sure I put them to the back so I won't go there again. Yeah, turn them around or something. Mm-hmm. All right, and let us move on. So today I want to highlight for our little known black history fact, the town of Benson, Alabama. So this has been like a little series that we kind of have been doing. I think the last few episodes, we kind of talked about these drowning black towns that they're calling drown towns. Um, drowning black towns was another form of ethnic cleansing used to take away black generational wealth and make a particular area whiter. Drown towns, as they were called, are towns and villages flooded by the creation of dams, destroyed by the advancing sea, or washed away in floods and never rebuilt. One such town 
is Benson, Alabama, which is currently buried under Lake Martin. Benson, Alabama was created when the formerly enslaved John Benson bought thousands of acres of land, which he sold to black families. This black community had its own brickyard, sawmill, cotton gin, schools, homes, built its own railroad, and had multiple businesses. The town also produced corn, cotton, sugar, and wood. Unfortunately, it would be flooded to form Lake Martin, one of the largest lakes ever made. Many people are currently enjoying living on this lake, totally unaware that this black town, Benson, Alabama, is buried underneath. Benson, Alabama, a little known black history fact. All right. And let us move on. You can get with this, or you can get with that. You can get with this, or you can get with that. You can get with this, or you can get with that. Well, all right. All right. An oldie but goodie. This or that. We haven't done this in a while. So the two folks, uh, the two contestants of today are uh, Erica Badu and this is one of her songs. Erica Badu, what say you? This is clearly very hard. And both of these women are super duper talented with big hits that everyone knows. 
Um, they're very similar because I I would I would characterize both of these artists as neo soul artists. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Yeah. So they're very similar in 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 terms of the genre and the number of hits and the you know the measure of their talent. They're super talented. However, if if I had to make a choice, I'm going to, I'm going to say that. Jill Scott tips the scales for me for several reasons. This is uh, slowly, surely. Okay, but but you about to give reasons why she tipped the scale, right? First of all, she's from Philly. From Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, I think I think that's just cool. It's a cool city. Um, where other notable uh, t- talented artists are from, uh, for example, Phyllis Hyman. Um, also, I think Jill Scott is multi-talented. We know her not only as a singer, but also as an actress in some of of the most popular movies that um, we all are familiar with. For example, how did I? Was it? Why did I get married? I mean, Erica asked to. What was Erica about doing? She was in. Was it Benjamin Button? Exactly. You don't know. I'm just no. kidding. I'm just kidding. She, 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 she has. She's been in movies. Erica okay, Bunny. but you know, Jill Scott's been in TV shows, series, movies. You know. Um, I think but also. Well, we, well, we ain't talking okay, about that. Okay, but this is my reasons. This yeah. is my reasons. You can't but, tell me what my reasons are. Wait, 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 wait. I'm, I'm thinking <laughs> we're comparing the. the, the we music. are, we are. Okay. But I'm just saying that that. I'm that saying you ain't say nothing me. about the music yet. Uh, can I get to that? Okay, I said several get, reasons. Get, get, get to it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. One other thing that I really like about the music is that she has infused her music with Go-Go, which, of course, being from D.C., you know, I got to rep my city. Um, For example, um, in uh, the song It's Love, everybody is familiar with that Go-Go beat. That just takes it to a whole other level. That's a nod to my city, Washington, D.C. Um. The other thing is I've seen Jill Scott live. I I have yet to see Erica Badu live. I would love to, I just haven't. Um, Also, I think, okay, see, you hear that go-go beat. You say I'm crazy. Hey. When you got me open, baby. (laughs) You gonna keep talking. They say I'm fucking crazy. Oh. The way I'm hey. so anyway, so okay. The last thing is, I think Jill Scott is more of a classically trained vocalist compared to Erica Badu, who can sing as well. I'm not saying she can't sing, but I see Erica Badu more as more of a song stylist. Like she has that very unique sound, whereas I think Jill Scott can sing an opera she can sing anything like she she's just has that kind of voice the way you got my whole life flipping so i gotta give it to jill scott 
Okay. What about you? Um, I'm gonna get go with Erica Badu. I am a huge fan of both of them. Um, I think Erica is liver in her concert. And I think she gets very down homish with her songs. So by liver, you mean like more entertaining? Yeah, I think she's more entertaining. Her show, her show is more entertaining. Um, I like her backstories, and I think that her her songs deal with life. Like hence, we listening to Bag Lady right now. Yeah. You know, and she appeals to the ladies when she, you know. One of her big songs was Other Side of the Game. Erica Badu, Other Side of the Game? Yeah, Other Side of the Game. That's when her man was like being a drug dealer. I don't think that's one of her big hits. Yeah, that's that's off her first album. Dr. A, I said I don't think that's one of her big hits. It is, and I'm telling you it is. (laughs) Oh, that one. Okay, my bad. (laughs) My bad, my bad, my bad. Sometimes you, you gotta hear it. You, I don't be knowing you, the title. You, you you making the faces and everything. I know. I know what I'm talking about. Okay, my bad. So um, I like. I think she is. They're both Afrocentric. Maybe Erica a little bit more so. Um, displays it a little bit more so. I like the versatility of Jill Scott. You know, like you mentioned, being able to sing um, different genres of music. Mm-hmm. Um, I just like Erica's storytelling capabilities. I like Jill's too. Mm-hmm. So, it's very hard. Like, you know, it would be hard to pick one or two. You had to go to a concert. It would be hard to pick between the two. Even though, like I said, Erica gives a great show. Jill has a great voice. And, you know, from what I heard, because I haven't seen her live. I actually saw Erica Badu at a sound check with her band go through her first album when she was going to be on a Chris Rock show. Mm-hmm. And it was just me in the stands, you know, and they were singing for me. Oh, man. Too bad you didn't record that. You didn't have a phone. Or... Well, the phones wasn't doing that back then. I know. I know. I know. This was like 94-ish. That would have been really cool to have. So almost 30 years ago she did that. She probably wouldn't have let you record it, though. You know how these artists are. Mm. I've been to concerts where they actually take your phone before you go in. They take the phone. Because they don't want you to record it and put it on social media. But I think that's the best like advertisement for your show. To get people hyped. Because it's usually just a little, a little excerpt. You know, yeah, that makes you want to go. Excerpt, it helps. I guess they would want to do it. But so in this or that, my partner is going with Jill Scott and I am going with Erica Badu.
All right. And let us move on. So we're up to our last plug of today, which is always our podcast. And we going nightcap with Onk and Ocho. Hilarious. Okay. I'm going to let my partner speak a little bit more about it because she's listened to it a little bit more than I. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm a big fan of this um, podcast. I watch it on YouTube. I'm a subscriber. I have learned a lot about sports. I like their um, conversation. It's it's multifaceted because not only do they give you the X's and O's and they talk about stats and they give you information about um Football, especially because, you know, Ocho Cinco is a wide receiver, was a wide receiver for the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, and of course, Shannon Sharp, Hall of Famer. Um, and I think that they just have great chemistry. They, as I said before, they give you the X's and O's on the game. They recap the games that have been played. Um, and you just, for me, I can say that I, it's good to hear in detail about the games from an athlete's perspective. And it's not just, I, I like it because it's more in depth than what's on TV. Cause you know, on TV, they got, you know, time constraints. This is them for sometimes two and three hours, just talking about different aspects of the game and like what, how players think about the game. That's like very interesting for me to hear. And then on top of that, they add in some popular issues on, you know, popular culture issues they tell stories, like personal stories, and they are both hilarious. I mean, it's it's seeing them in a different light from anything else that you've seen. Like you've seen them on TV doing sports commentary, but it's more controlled on TV. You have to have a certain demeanor. You have to have a, there's certain things that are, you know, required and expected of you on TV versus in this more relaxed setting where they're doing their own personal private podcast. So yeah, it's very interesting, very entertaining. And yeah, check it out. Have you seen it yet? Uh have I no, I haven't. I'm going to check it out. Um yeah. I mean I've heard I've seen clips of it on IG though. So yeah. um yeah, I have, but I haven't listened to a whole episode. I'm gonna start tuning in to how often does it come on? They record three times a week because they do they do the Sunday night games, then they do Monday night football, and then you know sometimes games are on Thursday. Okay. So, and I think I've even seen them do Saturday because aren't there some in NFL games on Saturday sometimes? Yeah, at the end of the season, this weekend pass was the first. And they've also brought in, um, and you yeah, know sometimes Gil they arenas. talk right to yeah. talk about the basketball stuff. Cause you know, he's going to, you know, going to be the basketball expert. Um, his show is good too. Oh yeah. No chill Gil. People love him because he's just, he's uninhibited and unbridled and just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he speaks how he wants to speak. Right. Okay. And let us move on. Oh, hell no. Oh, hell no. So this is a disturbing story. Uh, Texas high school basketball player beats up a coach for benching him. This didn't happen. This happened not too far from 
my place. I, he, this gentleman goes to Willis High School. One is younger, one is older. Uh, one is the brother. Um, I don't know which one is which. Mm -hmm. um, you can tell they're brothers, though. They look 18, alike. And the other one is 22. What happened, they were playing in Conroe, which is right outside of the woodlands here on Shenandoah here in uh, Texas, not far from me, mm -hmm. like 20 minutes. And the coach, the his player, whom he asked to the bench, was yelling at a referee and somebody else. Then when he sent him on the bench, he didn't want to talk to anybody. He says people don't say anything to him. After the game, you know, his mother, his brother and him confronted the coach in the parking lot of the away school. But nothing happened then. You know, he the coach said he de-escalated and they got on the bus. They went to their school, Willis High School. And, you know, on a let out when the coach came outside, the his player and his brother beat him up bad. Um, and they got arrested. They were let out on, um, I think it was $20,000 bond a piece. So that's probably two G's a piece, mm -hmm. um, that you have to pay. Um, so they, they were let out, but this is ridiculous fighting the coach. It's just, it don't make any sense. This kid seems like he's out of hand. If he's yelling at refs and other players, and then he doesn't want his teammates to talk to him, like, this sounds like he has some severe issues. Right. I mean, I'm wondering, like, how did he even make the team? Like, I, I don't know how someone who ends up doing something like this could. How do you not see signs of this kind of behavior? You know what I mean? I, it just seems like he's lucky to be on the team. And, you know, I would I'm appalled that the mother would get involved in. Confronting the coach when her child was wrong. Well. She's basically condoning poor sportsmanship. They might have thought that his sportsmanship wasn't poor. But my thing is, is as parent, because you know, I'm a, I'm a sports mom too. As a, as a parent, I think it is not your place to confront the coach about anything. I mean, you're not going to like what you're not going to like that's the not, decision the coaches make. That's not. Well, I, I'm talking about in terms of unless it's unless it's abusive of 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 your child. Um, the coach runs the team the way they run the team, and they discipline the way they discipline. Like I said, unless it's abusive, you can't. That's just not how it's done. You have to, you have to, your child has to learn that they have to, they have to, they have to, it could be more than abuse. That's what I'm trying to tell you. What if you your mean? son is not, if your son or daughter is not being played and you know your son or daughter is one of the better people on the team. Well, that's your opinion. Okay. I mean, it could be I mean, very let, difficult. Let me, there, let, me, but... let, me, let, let me let me let me say this. When you when it's obvious that your kid is better than the players that are playing, and it's obvious that the coach has something against your child, then mm -hmm. you go talk to that coach. There's plenty of times with that you don't coaches shouldn't have the power to derail 
a student's um, uh, promise or progress in life. Right. And you don't have to be, you don't have to continue to be on that team. So what, what do you do? Where do you go play? Well, because my thing is, if you want to be the, if you got something against a player and you're, I can see if you're winning, if you're winning without playing my child, that is clearly better than everybody else. I'm, I have nothing to say, but if you're sitting up here losing because you wait, got wait, someone wait, against wait. my child who's better than everybody so, else. So, so that's if, problem, your, if so. your child is better than everybody else, but the team is winning, you okay with him being sad? My child goes to practices, right? He works hard just like everybody else on the team. I know he's better than eight of the people on the so team. So why do you think, here's my thing. If you, if you, my thing is this, if it's that clear that your child is better than everything else and the coach clearly has something personal against your child, why do you think it's going to change just because you go confront the coach about it? You think they're going to be like, okay, Miss Jackson, you right. Let me put your son in. Well, you can go. No, you, you, know, you, no, you can you can go up to higher authorities if it's if it's if it's obvious that your kid can play better than the players. That's that, not going to end well. There's no way it's going to end well because if you go above, so if you go you, above the coach, it, it, you it think the coach going to take kindly to the player now that you went above their head? You think they're going to treat the player good now? Yes, they will because they're being monitored now. They're being monitored. Yes. They will. I had an incident in high school with my coach. You know, my mother was on the board and he was like, don't yell at you. He, cause I, I got upset. Like he yelling at me, but not everybody else. So I had a conversation with him. He's like, you can get off this team. I said, I ain't going nowhere. He was using <laughs> that as a threat to get me off the team. And if he would have stopped playing me, I would have said like, I'm better than these guys on the team. Because in the bottom don't you line, think most players I'm, feel like that though. No, they don't. Because most some players people, feel like I'm better than everybody else. No, they don't. There's some players that you know you're not better than. When I met King Rice, who was a, he played at University of North Carolina. I went to Syracuse. When I saw him, I looked at him. I, that was the first guy I admitted that was better than me. I was like, oh, he better than me, his body and shit. But I ain't even getting into that. If you should be playing, period, there are five people out there and you're not, and your coach is doing it for non-basketball reasons and it becomes personal, we hired you to coach. We hired you to develop young men. And, and we hired you to win. No, not in high school, not necessarily. Yeah, I think I honestly think it makes a difference. If you're winning, you can get away with it a little better if you're winning. If you're not, losing, not if can... not if your player is immensely talented. And let me say this: if I'm y'all, you and Ryan, and I'm paying all that money, <laughs> and my son is better than oh, I'm 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 damn near walking on the court doing the game. <laughs> my own son in. Go ahead, you come on out. <laughs> But see, here's the thing. We got to, we're going off on a tangent. We got to stay within what's going on here because the the player was beefing with the referee. Now, everybody right. knows you can't do that. You're about to hurt the team. Like, you can't, you know, yeah, you're about to get attacked. Been, I believe he should have been the team up. He should have been benched. Right. So Period. then how the mom going to come and confront the coach when the your son was wrong? No, wait, 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 wait. We only hearing the coach's side. Shantae, 
Well, Dr. A, when is it ever okay to confront and yell at the referee and think you're not going to hurt your team? When is that okay? It's not okay, but technical fouls are assessed. But what I'm trying to say, Kim, you just talked about Draymond. It could be the heat of the a heat, the heat of the moment. Uh, you, I call a call against somebody. They don't think it's a good call, and they get up and they go irate because they just react to it. I tee them up, give them a technical foul. The coach puts them on the bench, right? right. It's just, and doesn't let them play the rest of the game because he got upset with me. Now, the player could be like, yo, I had an emotional output. Sit me down, but don't sit me down the rest of the game. You don't get to say how you're going to be disciplined. If you don't do the behavior, you ain't got to you, worry you, about it. You, you, you didn't. Did you play sports in high school? <laughs> what? Why is that relevant? Because the way you talk about things, like you think that that kid should, I wouldn't accept that. I, I, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't go off on the, uh, on the coach like that. I would talk to the coach the next day. I was thinking like, and I would tell him, I think it's unfair that you set me the rest of the game because especially if any of my teammates ever argue with a referee during the season, I would say Johnny did it against Mineola. You didn't take him out. So what I'm saying is I don't like the fact that the boys fought the coach. That's the wrong thing to me. You know, and it was wrong for them to get bullyish in the parking lot of the visiting team. If you're threatening the coach, yeah, I got an issue with that. But if you're talking to the coach, if a mother comes up and say, why would you bench my son? And he's talking like, I ain't got to talk to you. No, you do. You do have to talk to me. My son gets What do you mean, why did you bench my son? You was at the game. You saw him beefing with the refs. That's why he got benched. Wait, so... She might say, she might say, yeah, he beefed with the ref. The ref gave him a technical. The ref didn't kick him out the game. He just gave him one technical. They go sit down on the bench. Right. So how do you you, keep other? How do you keep other players? How do you keep your other players from from that from repeating that behavior? No, the other players see the ref give him a technical, and the other players see the player get benched. Right. So no, you're not going to no, do you, that, you, right? The, the ref, the the coach brings him out and puts him on the bench. Now, I don't know how much the how much game time was left in the game or anything like that. But if you benching me for the rest of the game because I got a technical, yeah, I got a problem with that. That's why technicals are assessed. See you, but but uh, but again, I, I don't want to add to the scenario here. But you don't know what the issues may have been in the past. I mean, this could be something that the coach has repeatedly told the players not to do. Okay. Because the bottom line is you can hurt your team. We're trying to win. Like you cannot win if you are arguing with the, with the referees because you can be penalized and hurt the team. Listen, everybody knows that you're not allowed to get upset at the referee. Right. Exactly. The referee has recourse for that. He is allowed to give him a technical. Now, I know in high school, if you kick a coach out the game, you can go to the state and you got to have a meeting about kicking a coach out the game. Where in in college, in the pros, it's not like that. In high school, if you eject a coach from a game, you, you can be called up to talk about why you kick this high school coach out, which is usually a teacher. 
you know, at the at the school. But what I'm saying is you can't use the coach. The coach can't use his position as a bully to bully the players. So what I'm saying is what the thing that was done wrong was the approaching the coach in a hostile manner and then fighting the coach. Right. That's, to me, that deserves for you to get kicked off the team. Right. And right. so my right. thing is, that's why I'm appalled with the mother, because as a parent, you're you're sort of reinforcing that kids can disrespect authority. Well, we don't. We, well, the mother was out there with the boys when she was out there talking to the there was no fight. But the coach said if he didn't handle it correctly, they would have fought me. And I think he's talking all three. So, yeah, if the mother was hostile, she was wrong. Right. That's but a mother can't approach a coach. There's a way to do it. He, you can wait until the next day and say, you know, you took. But this is, I, I get what you're saying, but all I'm saying is that when a player is clearly wrong, now you can, you can disagree on how the player should be disciplined. But when a player is doing something that is clearly wrong, I think it's wrong for the parent to then confront the coach about the the the, the way the child was disciplined. Like, you have to respect authority. Listen, I'll say it again. And, and, ref, and you don't want to condone on, poor behavior. On. Your the child's ref, poor behavior. Hold on. Hold on. The ref. That's right. No. <laughs> the ref did not kick him out the game. The ref assessed the T. If I'm the coach, you get a technical, all right, come on over to the bench and cool your head, calm your right. head. Now, he he said that the player didn't want to talk to anybody and was telling everybody to, like, I don't know if he was like, shut the, like, don't talk to me. Right, more That's poor what, behavior. Like, more yeah. behavior, right, that he's doing that. So the coach might have said, That's the point. Like, yeah, if that was my son, I'd yeah. be like, Son, don't do that. This is not, that's unsportsmanlike. Don't do that. People are not going to want people. Want this, players on their team who can accept okay. discipline and accept when okay. they're wrong. In this situation, I agree with you. In this situation, I agree with you on the mother's antics. But what I'm saying is, you said th there's no time that a parent should ever uh, approach a coach, and I don't think that's true. I don't. Like I don't, cause remember okay. when remember remember when Justin wasn't getting playing time somewhere. I can honestly or, say I've never approached a coach. It's just, yeah, oh, but that because it don't matter to you. But it does Ryan, matter to me. Oh, what do you mean it don't matter to me? Didn't Big Ryan say he was gonna have a talk with the baseball coach? And I asked him not to. But he I did asked him not to. But he did. I think no, he ended up not doing it, and I think it somehow it worked itself out. I, I forgot what happened, but he ended up not having to confront the coach. To me, that's the last resort. That's the last resort. I'm an advocate for my kids. I don't care. This is a cruel world, B. And, and when I feel like in this situation, I would have been on your side. You, 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 you acted up. You acted out of hand. When you went to the bench, you acted out of hand. So, yeah, he should have set your black ass down, period. But right. if you sit my, my son down... Right, like he get in the game, he make mistake. You taking him out? No, you gonna hear from me. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna say my son is better than, and I'll name him the players <laughs> on the team and the coach. Cause when it's obvious, 
Like when your son the second best player on the team, and then you you putting him on the bench because you don't want to play him because you got a personal attitude, you can't do that. These are young boys that are impressionable. And when you do that to them at a young age, you letting them know the world ain't fair and ain't it ain't being right. And 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 no matter how hard you work, you don't get rewarded. Now, yeah, not everybody can get a technical because it happens. That's why they assess two of them. They don't kick you out after one. They give you two. Mm -hmm. And the reason why they give you two is because sometimes if you come down a court and you get smacked in the face when you're going for a layup, there's some people that might get up and charge the person that smacked them because they lose it for a second. Mm -hmm. Teammates get in the middle of them, maybe technicals or assess. That's that. Then you got to cool your head. So, yeah, you go to the bench. Now, this guy seemed to act, act, he seemed like he acted up on a bench. So then, yeah, yeah with the attitude, you need man. to stay on the side. But I'm just saying, look, as a parent, I want to tell you, if they doing your son wrong, you better speak up. Because if not, I'm going to fly down there. Right. <laughs> don't, don't so what about me. teaching? What about teaching your child to advocate for themselves? Okay. That's good too. I think that's I would that that's why I'm saying a parent confronting a coach to me is a last resort. Like well, because yeah, if, if the coach is not hearing the son and disrespecting the son, like yeah. he tells the son to get out of my office. Right. Oh, I'm gonna tell my mom, my mom gonna come up there. We're gonna have a discussion, period. We're gonna have a discussion. Yeah, because I just wouldn't want I, I don't want to interfere. With that relationship between a player and a coach, you if know, I, I don't I like, like if the coach don't like the player, you need to interfere. My coach didn't like me, on, and on the basketball, but he had to put me in because I was that good. That's that's what I'm saying. That's that's my point. I'm like, okay, if you're a, if you're trying to win and you're not putting in your best players, you're stupid. You're just a dumb coach to me. I, I asked my mom not to go speak to him, but she still did. And then now I understand why she spoke to him. Like, you're not doing that to my son. You're not threatening him. In his so how did he time. respond to your mom? I don't know what he said, but did I... Did you end up I, playing? I, yeah, I played. Yeah. Okay, I was, well, she yeah. must have said the right thing. I would have subbed myself <laughs> in the game. <laughs> you don't know me. I would have went right down. Beep, out. I'm coming in. <laughs> I got next. Yeah, we 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 would have been going back and forth on on a, on a, we might have fought in front of everybody. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like don't when you messing with someone, he he ruined my friend's life to me. His 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 whole thing. Basketball was Rozelle's life and then he he took that away from him. See, I think that our our young people have to learn that I hear what you're saying about just reacting to something and just being emotional in the moment. But I think they have to learn to think about more than just themselves, like, and have self-control and think about, okay, in this moment, I want to react, but let me consider my teammates. Like, I don't want to hurt my teammates. We're, we're a team. Like, think about your teammates and think about the potential for you to hurt your team. Like, I they got to learn that. I mean, I understand that. I don't disagree with it. But like I said, Kim, sometimes people get emotional. Yeah. 
like you you got cooler heels because you you rarely rarely well at least to me you rarely flipped out but you flipped out one time so it was something that no, brought I, flipped, you. I, I flipped out many times <laughs> no but i'm saying to me yeah like to me have... you you never okay. like explained anything like let you us did. move on yeah. <laughs> okay well what i'm saying is whatever that was that got inside of you technical foul on you let your 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 heels cool but if you still barking after that then yeah there's there's an issue so yeah. and let us move on all right so we're gonna give it up to the los angeles lakers because they are the in-season basketball tournament champions this was the first year the nba had the in-season uh tournament it was supposed to do it to uh build more interest um and have people watching and have players caring more about the game i think it did its job because in a lot of these elimination games you know it, there was more competition so we're gonna give it up excuse me to the la lakers yes the LA Lakers first to win the in-season tournament. All right. Well, all right. Okay, so let's recap. Let's go over our plugs. Nightcap with Unk and Ocho. C4 Energy faces body and soul. Words of wisdom today. If you have no critics, you'll likely have no success by Brother Malcolm X. What's going on, Sean? P. Diddy Combs falls from grace. Draymond Green needs help. Georgia election workers win $148 million. Rustin, the movie shines. It's a long overdue spotlight for the architect of the March on Washington. Uh, by Black, Am I Tripping? A party game by who? What's her name, real quick? Reese Colbert. Reese Colbert. The little known black history fact was Benson, Alabama. We did a this or that with Erica Badu, Jill Scott. I picked Erica Badu, Kim picked Jill Scott. And I all hell know was a Texas high school player beats up coach. And we gave it up to the Los Angeles Lakers. So we were back and better than ever. And as always, we leave you with thank you everybody for taking the time out of your busy schedule to hang out with us and as always in parting we wish you love peace and knowledge to feed your soul knowledge to feed your soul we'll see y'all next week take care happy holidays <laughs>